everyone, and welcome to the Envision Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Hankwist, and I'm the CEO of Envision Nutrition. We're here to take you from imagining your future possibilities to turning them into actual realities. Each week, we'll be giving you a glimpse into the lives of other successful, busy, working professionals who have, through it all, somehow been able to make health and fitness a continuous staple in their lives. Today, I am so excited to bring you this very special guest, Carrie Ananaya. She is a board-certified physician's assistant. She earned her master's degree of science in physician assistant studies from the University of South Dakota. Prior to opening Nebraska Functional Medicine, she witnessed the one-size-fits-all approach of conventional medicine continually failing with her patients. It was not until they found the root cause of her symptoms that she felt well. This inspired her to dig deeper and learn more. By experiencing the beauty of this firsthand, Carrie knows the power it holds. She believes that treating the whole person, mind, body, and spirit is how true wellness is achieved. She is a member of the Institute for Functional Medicine and adjunct faculty with the University of Nebraska Medical Center. She is a born and raised Nebraskan. She and her husband have two little girls that keep them on their toes. She is, by all accounts, what we call it in vision, a busy working mama, and I cannot wait to welcome her to the show. Hey, Carrie, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yes, I'm so excited to have you on today. Um, so I introduced our audience to you about a little bit about what you do, but I, um, you know, again, wanted to kind of reiterate that you have open Nebraska Functional Medicine. How long has it been? It's been a year and a half year and a half. Awesome. Yep. So I met Carrie, what, three years ago, maybe? Yeah, yeah I think it was. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to divulge my secrets here, but she is my Botox lady and, yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> and she's the best. And so I had to follow her. But anyways, she has a very um, cool story. She's got an amazing practice. And I just really thought you guys could gain a lot of information from her today. And um, just really some insights, you know, everybody has their story. And I think that um, a lot of times our stories turn into messages and we can use that to help others. So I'm excited to get into some of these questions with you today. Yes, I'm excited too. This is great. Yeah. Well, this podcast is all about busy working parents trying to juggle life, but also wanting to keep health and fitness a priority. And I know um, you know, about nine years ago, you had thyroid cancer and that was a big scare for you. What um, shift or what have you had to do differently to, you know, make sure that your health is a priority for you now? Right. I think, you know, for so long prior to that, I was driven, motivated. I was going to med school. I needed to get all A's. You know, I was, yeah. um, I put a lot of pressure on myself and, um, that semester. So it was the spring semester of my senior year of undergrad. And it was supposed to be the one I could finally like, you know, go out on thirsty Thursday and not worry about an 8am like enjoy college. Yeah. And, um, because I had grades were in applications were submitted, you know, all that was done. And so I was finally going to get to enjoy it. And then boom, Christmas break that all changed. And so God's yeah. like, uh, yeah, no. And he knocked <laughs> me down real fast and he was like, okay, you've got some lessons to learn. And so I, you know, I ended up spending one weekend out of 16 in Lincoln. Um, and 
that semester. And so I did not get the college experience that semester, like I had hoped, but it was such a good learning lesson. And you know what, it honestly, like looking back was finally an answer. I had struggled my whole life. Really. I started having migraines about the age of seven or eight. Um, yeah, debilitating ones where I would, I would get sick at school and I like throw up and I'd have to go home and, and you know, there weren't really medications for kids. No. Well, I, I'm actually, it's kind of weird that you say that because I, I experienced the same thing. Mine's really, and I have an eye issue, but, um, but yeah, I, I had like prescription, I don't even know what it's called, but I had like a prescription medication for it. That's crazy. I've never heard of anybody else at a young age having that. Yes. Well, and they just blamed my dad, you know, my genetics, because he had had migraines and they're like, oh, so you're just going to have migraines. But all the meds made me really sick. Um, so I couldn't take anything or tired. Yes. Or tired. And so I found, you know, chiropractic helped, but it wasn't like a prevention thing. It worked great in the moment. And so like reactive, right. We just dealt with it. And so that was, you know, kind of the first warning sign. And I tell my patients too, like, we have these warning signs throughout life. Like the body's telling us, Hey, pay attention to me. There's something going on. And we usually ignore it, right? Like I had the migraines, we kind of just slapped a bandaid on and dealt with it. And then I had bowel issues with the symptoms. Right. I had bowel issues. And then my period was just crazy all the time. You know, I never knew when I was getting it. Birth control never regulated it. You know, we tried the things. And and then finally, they diagnosed me like end of high school with Hashimoto's thyroid issues. Oh, so, I was going to ask what the underlying autoimmune was. Yep. So Hashimoto's. And then finally, so then it came full circle when they were trying to figure out what was going on in college, why I wasn't feeling well. Um while they were doing all the testing for, you know, ultimately discovering the thyroid cancer, they also found I had celiac disease. And so, you know, know. and we didn't know, I mean, we, I tried, I did colonics. I did, I mean, we did all the things and my parents, we tried everything, but no one, they blamed it on, they said it was reflux. And then they said it was irritable bowel. And then they said, I just had constipation. And then they said, I was, I have digestive problems. I have to live with it. Yes. And so actually a celiac diagnosis at the time was an average of 10 years after symptoms start. And so I was right at about, oh. 10 years. That, that's sad. Really. I think it's gotten you better. I can't live with it for that long. Right. Right. And you look back and it makes total sense. Like, you know, why I was having the migraines, it probably was the celiac, you know, it probably was the gluten. Yeah. The time. Because I think people look at some of these, um, diseases and think, well, it's not my stomach. So, yes. you know, yes. And that's what, yeah, they don't even connect it. Mm-hmm. And that's where, like I tell patients, you know, Hey, we've got these warning signs and they're kind of like Jenga pieces and they build this tower and eventually that tower is going to crash and say like, mm-hmm. well, now you have to pay attention to me. Now you're so sick or there's something so wrong. You have to pay attention. And that was, that was the thyroid cancer that it just kind of came. So were you having the typical, so I have a really weird Um, it's a very abnormal situation with what I had. I had a, what they called postpartum hyperthyroid. uh And I literally had like, I was kind of almost making the doctors honestly were almost making me feel like I was going crazy because they kept giving me panic attack medication. And I'm like, 
but they would ask me, what does my day look like? And of course I'm like, well, I have three kids and I'm doing yeah. So of course, like it would seem that way, yeah. but I'm like, it is not a panic attack. I was having heart attack, like symptoms. And it was yeah. like, my left arm would go. And I was, it was debilitating to where I'd be laying on the floor. And my husband is like, do I need to take you to the hospital? Yes, it's scary. And I went to a thyroid surgeon who wanted to just remove my thyroid And then I went to a different endocrinologist in Lincoln, Nebraska, who took a look at Henley and was like, I think I know what this is. They put me on medication for a few months and then I was fine. And I, and I could have had my thyroid removed. Oh, thank goodness you didn't. I mean, like at the time, obviously that's what I needed to do. And I, I actually urged them, they, when they biopsied it, they told me it was a less than 12% chance of the tumor being cancerous. Mm -hmm. And, um, so they wanted to wait a year and recheck. And I, again, like being the person I was like, are you having like hyper reaction? I was type O symptoms. So I was like, I had just done a marathon and I was, I was putting all this weight on and I was probably the healthiest I had been from a food and lifestyle standpoint. Cause I really started to, I was a nutrition major in undergrad and I really was starting to make some of these correlations with gluten on my own. And I had been eliminating it on my own and really noticing like what I thought was better improvements, but some things were actually getting worse. And so like 2012, I feel was kind of the start of people recognizing some of these gluten intolerances and things like that. Yeah. I would agree that that's, then that was the year that they finally figured it out. And it was an endocrinologist that like I was meeting with and, um, she said, has they, has anyone ever checked you? And I was like, no, but I've wanted to, like, I really think that's what's going on. And yeah. So yeah, it just, I was um, putting on weight and I was someone that didn't nap. I didn't have time to nap. I have too much to do. Those are dumb. You know, I'm like, I need to be on top of things, So, but I would fall asleep in my anatomy notes and wake up like three hours later, like not just like a little dose, like it would, I'd be out. And then yes. And I could not figure out why I just felt so crummy and my labs all looked normal and they couldn't, they just kept changing my dose and it didn't make any difference. And so finally, um, my mom actually was the one that was like, I want an ultrasound. I think we need to see what's going on. And aren't then, our moms the best. They're yes. like, still our advocates, even though we're yes. grown ass adults. Like, yes. <laughs> Oh, she's still to this day. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I love it. <laughs> so yeah. And then we, um, you know, went through the, I urged them to take it out. I wanted it taken out again, hindsight, like you would never want it out unless you had to, but I just felt so miserable. And I thought, an really. grief. Oh yeah. Right. And they, I told them I wanted the whole thing gone (laughs) and the surgeon was like, you're crazy. But I said, no, I just think maybe I can regulate things a little better. This has just been really miserable. And sure enough, he was so glad if they called me a few days after with the biopsy results. And he's like, I'm so glad you wanted me to take the whole thing. You would have been back in the OR today because it's already spreading. How much of that do you feel like was your intuition as well? I mean, I totally think it was totally like, I am so grateful. And, um, I, yeah, I definitely think intuition because like you said, it was already spreading outside the gland, you know, typically wow. the cancer is slow growing inside. Right. And it yeah. didn't move much, but my tumor was on the edge. And so it already w- had broken out of the capsule and, you know, and a year, like who knows where in a year I would have been, you know, it could have been a very different story. So, oh, wow. That's so scary. <laughs> and honestly, like, like you almost have probably post-traumatic stress from like, oh my gosh, what if I would have waited? Right. You do. And you just, and then it puts like everything into perspective, right? Like, okay, is this really what I want for my life? Is this really what, you know, like, what do I need to be doing? And, you know, they had 
it then kind of led me to functional medicine in high school. I had my grandmother, once they couldn't quite figure things out, took me, she's like been way ahead of her time. I couldn't eat MSG. I couldn't use makeup with chemicals in it. Like it was the eye roll at age 13 all the time because she would be so picky about, you know, red dyes and all the things, but very ahead of her time and still alive and incredibly healthy at her age. But, um, she, and my mom were like, we need to go to Omaha to this functional medicine doctor. And she got my thyroid regulated in high school so that I could function. And then it was after the thyroid cancer that I went back to her and she really just kind of got me back, back to like where I wanted to be in baseline, and, you know, recovering. Cause then I did radiation and it was systemic radiation. And so, you know, they didn't know what that looked like for, you know, having children someday and I wasn't married, wow. and, you know, so it just, um, yeah, I totally credit Yeah. I definitely credit that functional medicine path for getting me back to where I am now. And so, so I almost feel like you at a young age were dealing with a lot of, um, like feeling out of control of your body. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, like for me, I mean, I felt I had like a little bit of like, Oh my gosh, like, am I going to have another heart attack symptom? Cause it was all the time. It was like 16, 17 times a day. I would have like these heart attack symptoms oh, Awful. and it was like, I would have to pull over if I were driving. Cause I couldn't drive while it was happening. It was very painful. And, you know, you'd almost just have this, like just constant scare, like, Oh, is it going to start again? Or, yeah. you know, so it's just like constantly living with this nerve of I'm out of control. I don't know what my body's capable of. I don't know what it's going to do instead of it working with you and for you. Right. right. Well, and then like, if you look back, so I just did this recently with some friends and I was like, cause it was my, the anniversary of the diagnosis. And so I was like, you guys watch this video, the news station in Omaha had me as the featured graduate that year at UNL. And so they did a, a story Yeah. and oh my gosh, you go back and look. And I was at the time I felt so strong and empowered because I had just gotten through all of this, but yet I was like, so puffy, so swollen, just that sick look, you know, that you kind of see. And it, it was good for me to do, to remember like how far I have come, because I think any of us like working moms or not, you know, any stage male, female trying to do everything and stay on top of our health and stay on top of wellness sometimes we don't feel like we're getting anywhere, right? Like yeah. we just, we're not doing enough and we need to be doing more. And so it was a really great like reflection for me to look back and realize how much this really truly has changed and how much lifestyle and, um, you know, diet and stress management and, you know, all of that has positively yeah. impacted me from that time. So you said on one of your posts that health is a whole person, and not mm-hmm. just the number on the scale. And I absolutely love that quote from you. And I could not agree more. Um, I get a lot of people that come to me that have just gone through this template or have just gone through this 800 calorie diet. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I essentially like, sorry, I'm not going to make the scale to go down for you, but I'm going to make you feel a lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just love that there's another advocate out there that isn't just trying to make money on patients, but they truly do want the benefit for that patient. You want them to feel better. You want their, their body. Cause I, I always tell my clients, a happy, healthy body will do what you want it to do. Yes, exactly. Like could not agree with that more too. And 
I, that is, you know, patients come in and we meet for about an hour and a half of that first visit and I get to hear their story, which is really rewarding. And, you know, they're vulnerable and they trust me to share those intricate pieces. And it really doesn't come out that often at the end of that, that the weight is really the issue. You know, there's all the things in life that they've had to endure and health changes and struggles. And so it's really not our focus when they come in. And I tell them exactly like you said, the weight will adjust the way it's supposed to when your body feels safe. And when it feels like it can function. Yes. Safe is the word I use a lot. Honestly, and and I and I love. I mean, honestly, like we've even talked to each other that we could talk for hours and hours and hours. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that because I like people have to realize like if you've treated your body like shit for yeah. 12, 15, 20 years, mm-hmm. and then you expect to go on this six week crash challenge, <laughs> what, what do you expect? your right. body to honestly do for you when you haven't done anything for it for 12, yes. 20 years. Yes. And someone put it in a really great way of like a bank account, you know, you're, you yeah. have to put money in all the time so that eventually there's enough there that you can take it out and do something with. And so it's a continual investment every day to build up that account. It's not something that you're just going to be handed a million dollars overnight and it's going to yeah. just really fix itself. Yeah. And so, yeah. yeah, it's a, it's a constant you know, process that you get to work on. So, so a lot of my clients have not, you know, unless they, they obviously had a weight issue, right? Um, but most of my clients have actually put on weight versus lost weight. If we're talking about the actual number on the scale, right. But they may have a smaller pant size. Mm-hmm. Ironically, they may be able to lift a lot heavier weights. They're their calorie intake and maintenance is a lot higher than when they came. They're sleeping better. They're feeling good. And to me, it's like, tell me now how much that number on the scale means to you. Right. Right. And if you compared me, like if you look back at that video I was referring to Mm -hmm. and the number that was on the scale then, and the number that's on the scale now, I think people would be totally shocked. Because I was so sick, but the number looked the same. And you look at me now and the difference, it, you can't compare. The number didn't matter. It did no. not matter. So, no. no, I mean, I walked around for years being this 112, 114 pound skinny girl that mm-hmm. hardly ate enough to feed a bird and then yeah. couldn't take it anymore. So we just binge. Right, right. And- now I'm 123 pounds and absolutely am in love with how I feel right. and look and can eat and can sleep. Yes. All the things, you know, <laughs> I have people all the time. They're like, how can you eat so much? I know. Cause I'm like, working and I eat carbs and I do have an occasional glass of wine. Like that is oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> yep. We just did. What was it? Tuesday. We were like, it was like 70 something degrees outside. Yes front patio and we're like, we're going to have some wine. Yes, totally. So we talked about your um, health journey, but what ultimately led you into this path of opening a functional medicine practice? Yeah. I think ultimately just knowing what was going on in my heart and what I really was passionate about. And I was in a toxic work environment prior to, and, um, I just really was like, is this what I ultimately want for my life? You know, am I really treating myself like I would a a patient? You know, are we looking at mind, body and spirit? And 
So I knew, unfortunately, for the area that we live in, there's not anyone doing functional medicine. You know, there's myself and then some offices in Omaha about two and a half hours away. And so um, if I was going to do this, it had to be me. So I had to be the one to take that leap of faith. And um, I just, again, totally trusted God's plan for me. Ultimately, like I kept saying, um, if this is not supposed to happen, there will be like a roadblock or something. And I kind of like secretly hoped there would have been, cause I was a little terrified <laughs> yes. and there wasn't every path just kept opening and you know, it just kept falling into place. And so, yeah, here we are. I have such a sense of appreciation for you because not a lot of women, um, have a similar story to mine. I mean, I, I had an insurance practice that was huge and making tons of money without me really even to have, having to have do a whole lot. And I sold it and, and started this full time. And everybody was like, why did you do that? That was, (laughs) (laughs) but I really believe that God put me in this place to teach people about food and taking care of their bodies and putting muscle on. Cause as we age, you know, our muscles to go the other direction and, and being able to advocate that we have to stop these quick weight loss schemes. We have to, they, you can do as many as you want, but you're never going to fill that void. And how many other things are you causing detriment to? Like, I can't tell you how many patients have come in and they've done the, like, restricted calorie diets and they're losing their hair because now their hormones are totally out of whack. Like thyroid's a mess and their bowels, they're constipated for days. Like that's not healthy. I don't care that you've lost weight. Like look how much has fallen out of place. It's not healthy. Well, and there's something to be said on, it's not the sexy road, right? Like it's not, (laughs) I don't have these testimonials of so-and-so lost 60 pounds in 40 days. And I don't have, like, (laughs) I don't have those, but I have clients that have been with me for over two years that are like, I never thought I would get here. I would, I never thought I would be at peace with food and my body and, and love my skin that I'm in. If you're a busy working parent looking to get healthy and fit, but you don't want another starvation plan, then Your Last Diet Ever is perfect for you. Your Last Diet Ever is not just another lose weight quick scheme. No way. We are here to teach you everything you need to know and show you how to fit it into your busy lifestyle to be successful. There will be no more falling off the wagon because we're gonna teach you how to build a wagon you won't be able to fall off of. That's right, this will truly be your last diet ever. So be sure to head over to yourlastdietever.com now. We can't take everyone, so be sure to claim your spot today. That's yourlastdietever.com. Because you can that you can get the number on the scale to look like what you want, but if your clothes still don't fit the way you want them to, or this might be a little rude, but I always say any idiot can make you skinny. Well, it's true. You know, anybody can. Not too hard to just like stop eating, right? (laughs) (laughs) Or cut carbs or, you know, whatever. Yeah, Yeah, like it it really takes uh, a lot of patience. It takes a lot of mindset and it takes a lot of work to get to that point. But you're not going to speed it up by continuing to do all these quick weight loss things. No, it doesn't work. No, it doesn't. Well, Let's talk about um, your experience with, and I know that we kind of have sprinkled in a little bit, but like, what is the 
biggest thing you would say that that clients come into you for? I'm sure it's like a a Mm -hmm. lot of different things, but in general, do you have like a common theme you feel that clients come into you for? I think it's, well, a lot of autoimmune disease, right? So that's kind of a big one. Um, Bowel issues and hormonal imbalances are probably the top two. Yeah. And, you know, like I can't tell you how many people don't know that having a large, soft formed bowel movement daily is what is textbook, not like once every 10 days, (laughs) you know, (laughs) and it's just crazy. It just, and that, you know, that's education in my mind, it's far more important than the calories that are sitting on your plate. Like, let's talk about how your bowels are functioning. Let's talk about your hormonal balance and and how that's all related. Every time I sit down and talk with my girlfriends, we always end up talking about shit and I don't know. (laughs) There you go. That's why. (laughs) But but really, I, I mean, I have definitely talked with clients or with whoever, and they're like, I poop every five days. And it's like, are you yeah. serious? Right. Yeah, that's not normal. And, and you don't have to live that way. No. And it's not, yeah, it's not going to get you the weight loss that you want. Um, because that's so your body. So we've got the two nervous systems, right? Sympathetic, parasympathetic. And I always tell my patients, so many of us are living in that fight or flight and we're constantly trying to do all of the things. And it's like, we're running from a lion. And if you're running from a lion, it's really not a good time to poop, to have a baby, to get less <laughs> sleep or to lose weight. Like you're not going to lose weight while you're running from a lion. And so until you get that figured out and you allow your body to shift over to parasympathetic rest and digest, that's when you recover, you regain muscle, you lose weight, you have bowel movements, you feel fully rested. So, and I talk about the sympathetic and parasympathetic and, um, and here's a prime example, and this is TMI for my listeners, but I don't really care. I'm all about TMI here, but (laughs) I, there is a, so if I don't wake up on time, right. If I don't go to bed on time, I am tired. I don't want to wake up on time. That tells you how important sleep is to me. I have to get my seven hours. That's where that's my perfect number. Yeah. And if I don't get up at a certain time to allow myself time for my, I always drink a ton of water upon waking up. And then I have like a little something right away to eat, like a toaster waffle with peanut butter or something like that. Something simple. And if I don't allow at least 20 minutes to sit and read my devotional and chill, I literally don't poop. And then the whole day is off. Yes. If I wake up rushed and I'm like, Oh, I'm running late. I got to get everything done. I don't poop. And then I'm just like, this whole day sucks now. Right. Cause you're just (laughs) living in survival mode. And like, again, it's not a good time to lose weight. Like your body does not want you because again, it doesn't feel safe. You're running from a lion and it does not feel safe. Like, Oh, let's drop a few pounds. No, that's not, that's not okay. Hold on to everything. And I know, and that's the biggest thing. and, And we just talked about this on my husband's podcast is men that struggle with belly fat. And, and I literally just, if you would just get more sleep, you would literally have less belly fat. Yes. But I always, I joke with patients too. I'm like, okay, it's kind of like you're a baby again. We need you to poop and we need you to sleep. And if we can do that, we're doing really good. (laughs) If you are not meeting your basic essential needs, please don't diet. Right. Yes. Amen. (laughs) Um, Okay. So what is one piece of advice that you would give other busy working professionals that are trying to achieve? I know picking one thing is hard, but people that are just constantly going, constantly busy, their parents, they're working, they're busy. What was one piece of advice you would give them? 
Well, I'm stealing this from our health coach. So she's wonderful. And a patient shared it with me and like, it would be what I would say, but she just put it in such great words. Um, you know, I think grace is the word you need to give yourself Mm. is grace. And like, if you, I'm guilty of this too. And I'm sure you are too, Amanda, but like, if you work out one day that week and you haven't worked out in 10 years, you're still doing a hundred percent better than you were for 10 years. Like, so if you get one workout in that week or you make one healthy swap or you get four or five different colors on your plate that day, like that's a win compared to what you had. I think we compare ourselves to like what perfect is and like what we need to get to. Oh my God. Instead, giving us that grace to like make it positive changes every day to eventually get us to that point because it, it won't happen overnight. And if you try to expect it to happen overnight, you're going to fail. You're going to be really upset with yourself. You're going to crash. You're going to go back to all your old habits. Really motivating, right? Right. Yeah. That feels really great. You know, like, Oh, I have to be perfect. I'm not like, so swapping out some things in your cupboards or switching your fruits and vegetables, or even thinking about like, you know, what's on your plate or instead of eating out five times this week, we ate out three. Okay. That's a win. So what if it takes you five years instead of six weeks? Who cares? You've spent 10 years not getting anywhere. Right. Yeah. So I saw this, this, um, reel and it was freaking hilarious. And it was like, I'm totally going to mess it up, but it was like this lady all cute writing down, like this advice she was getting from somebody knowledgeable, quote unquote knowledgeable. And it was like, okay, make sure you eat breakfast first thing in the morning, but make sure you're fasting, but make sure you're getting this. And then make sure you're getting that, but make sure you're working out, but not too much and make sure you're sleeping, but don't sleep too much. And, and she just had this baffled, confused face. And it's like, no wonder people are so confused and don't even know where to start. And the sad part is, is it's really, I think, and I'll take your opinion. It really can be simple, right? So I say this all the time. Keep it simple. Keep your goals high, but keep each step attainable. That's literally the intro to my podcast. Yes. It's perfect. Yes. And I think that like, and simple is not easy. It doesn't mean it's well, easy. not easy. It will take discipline and it will take like determination and you'll have to stick with it, but like make it simple. Have one thing each day that you're going to improve. And on. I love what you said about grace because, okay, mm-hmm. today didn't go the way I wanted it to. So does that mean I'm going to go ahead and make tomorrow suck too? Right. No, we're going to try again. Yeah. Try again every day. We're going to, every single morning, we're going to press that reset button. Yes. Yes. And I think that is, you know, because we talk a lot at our office that it's a journey and we get to walk that journey with you. And it is definitely a marathon. It's not a sprint. And so for it to be a journey and what, like at the end of that journey, what's more rewarding, like this long-term sustainable, beautiful, like drive down the coast of California, or just like a leap over, you know, the golden gate bridge, you know, like take your pick. Well, and two, I think, um, it comes in seasons as well. You know, I, I've had, um, I've had people reach out to me and they're like, I'm so mad at myself that I can't get on track but I've got this going on. I've got a, a child with this issue. I've got this happening. And they just, the list goes on and on. And, and I, and I just tell them, maybe it's not your weight loss season right now. Right. Maybe you're just trying to get through what you got to get through at the moment. And just the fact that you got a little movement in today is a win. Yep. 
And I think, again, that just is keeping it simple. And maybe, and maybe then you lean in and focus on their stress instead. Like, okay, you have a lot on your plate and this is a really hard season for you. So what can you do for your mental health? Like, let's talk about that and how that's impacted. Because again, if your brain is all stressed out, no part of your body is going to feel safe to do much of anything. And so maybe it's having a gratitude journal or getting to bed 30 minutes earlier or shutting electronics off an hour before bed, you know, something for your mental health. So I even tell my clients that if your health is really a priority for you and you really do want to get your workout in, then you have to, I don't care if the dishes are in the sink the next day, you know, you have to get your sleep. And if you don't get your sleep, then that's cut out of your workout, not the other way around. Right. You'll eventually do the dishes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they'll get done sometime. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, I even have clients were like, cut your workout short. You have to get your stretching and your calming in after your workout. And it goes back to that sympathetic parasympathetic uh, mode of the central nervous system. And if you don't make time for that, you're doing yourself a disservice and you're going backwards. Right. I know that uh, you have a lot going on. You're, you know, obviously busy with your patients and I so appreciate you being on today, but how can our listeners um, get into contact with you? So we have a Facebook page. It's just Nebraska Functional Medicine. We've got an Instagram page. It's NE Functional Medicine. And then our website is um, nefunctionalmedicine.com. But any of those avenues, they're going to get to see some education. And then you can book a discovery call with us, with our wellness educator. Yeah, to learn about like if they're a good fit for the practice or um, kind of what's going on in their life. And if it's a good fit for us, and if we really think we're the best at being able to fix those things, but, and then from there, we can get you started. You can start working with our health coach or you can, you know, we can get some basic labs going, or we can get some diagnostic tests ordered or, you know, depending on what we need to do. Um, but yeah, I think it's just getting that discovery call booked is a really great first step. Yeah. And I love what you said about seeing if you're the right fit, because I definitely have had um, you know, uh, possible clients that I've turned away because that they want the quick weight loss. And that's just not what we do. Right. Yeah. Or you want the quick hormone fix and yeah, yeah, that's just not, it's just not what we're about. Yep. I agree. If you like this episode, please be sure to subscribe and share it to your Instagram story, Facebook page, or any of your other social media platforms so that we can help others out there become the best versions of themselves. We so appreciate you listening in and until next time, keep your goals high, but keep each step attainable.